great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Well, good morning, everyone. It is real good to be together again, to gather in this way, to sing together, and um, now to hear from hear from God God's word. And so, I just want to greet you this morning. It's um, it's been great to see how everyone is rallying around each other. You know, we just sang a little earlier about being led in God's love uh, to to those around us, and it's been great to. Uh, just hear of how we're caring for each other, but also then looking to meet uh, needs in, in the wider community. And of course, um, you'll know that we're neighbors with the uh, Salvation Army Booth Center right next door to us and, and just became of some uh, needs that were um, evident there and need for volunteers and for, for some supplies. And just want to say thank you to those of you who have responded and uh, those of you who uh, are stepping up to volunteer and, and just uh, to, to give financially and just, just a, a thank you for that. It's, it's so appreciated. And, um, you know, if, if you want to learn more about that, just drop by our website or, or reach out to me and we can give you some more details about that and also let me thank you for you know just uh, to our own church family for your faithfulness and giving during this season this is a tough time for uh, many people and you know we certainly think of uh, people who have maybe lost employment or you know small business owners and this is a, a tough time on many levels and certainly uh, a lot of churches uh, are feeling uh, the stress of these days as well. But just want to thank you for how so many of you have just continued to just faithfully give through this season, enabling us to continue to, you know, uh, do the things that um, we feel are important to do as a church. And so just thank you for really uh, stepping up in this season and just encourage you to keep um, keep being faithful to the Lord and, and giving to our our church. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to share in communion together, and uh, so hopefully you're, you're prepared for that. Uh, if not, I'm not going to know, so you can step out and, and get prepared and, and, uh, and sneak back into, uh, into your living room there. And so, uh, yeah, if you have some juice or some bread, some crackers there to, to share with those who are watching with you, in just a moment, we're going to share in communion together. So last week, uh, Jesse uh, invited us into the Emmaus Road story, and he uh, reminded us so well of how Jesus, Jesus walks with us, how Jesus walks with us in our grief, in our confusion. He walks alongside us in our misunderstandings and sometimes our misplaced hopes. And so let's, let's remind ourselves of the scene again. <clears throat> it's later in the day on, on Resurrection Sunday, and we have these two uh, 
followers of Jesus who are traveling to the village of Emmaus. Luke tells us it's seven miles from Jerusalem. And of course, they are talking about what has been a rather shocking weekend. There's been the, the death and the burial of Jesus, the one they loved and trusted and had so much hope for. And then there's the empty tomb, there's, there's the missing body, and maybe verse 21 of Luke chapter 24 kind of sums up their state of mind when they say, you know, but we had hoped he was the one to redeem us. And so you enter into the, to the crushed hopes of these followers of Jesus. Along the way, uh, Jesus joins them on this journey and, and they don't recognize him. And, and so they all, they all end up around a table in Emmaus. And it's a, it's a supper table, if you will. They're going to break bread together. And, and the biographer Luke comments in Luke 24, verses 30 and 32, he says... When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And then he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened up the scriptures to us? And so we've been invited to this story. It's, it's, a, it's a progression from a lack of recognition to, to full recognition. And so let's pick up the story from there, shall we? Uh, if you have your Bible there, hopefully Luke 24. And we'll pick up the story now in verse 33. And so they rose that same hour, these two followers of Jesus, and they returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, Guys, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. And as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it. And ate before them. May God bless again the reading of, of his word. And so Luke the biographer has, has welcomed us into a journey of faith. And there's this progression of, of recognition. And so I got to thinking, you know, well, what does, it, what does it mean to have faith in Jesus? 
What does it mean to, to believe? And, and there are several things that we might say about believing from this Emmaus Road story. It certainly has to do with the recognition of who Jesus is. The recognition that Jesus is, is the Christ, the, the Son of God, that, that he's the Messiah. There is, is believing in Jesus and, and what he came to do. Um, in, in verse 26, Jesus talked to them about saying, you know, it was necessary for him to die. And so there's a sense of, of, of that faith is believing that, that Jesus' death was, was necessary. There, we also might say that, there, that faith means believing that he's, he's risen, that he's alive. And, and there's also this sense that, that faith is rooted in, in repentance and forgiveness. We see in verse 47, Jesus talks about, about this, this repentance and forgiveness, this personal turning away from sin and then celebrating God's forgiveness. And then there's this new desire to know Jesus and to, and to follow him. And so Luke invites us into this journey of faith that can be described as a progression of recognition. And, and, and what, what else can we say about coming to faith from this story? You know, about coming to believe in Jesus and coming, coming to trust in him for salvation. I think we can say that coming to faith is not really a destination as such, but, but a beautiful beginning. It's, it's a doorway into a new life, a new way of, of relating with God, a new life of purpose and meaning and, and mission. And, and from this story, at least, I think we can say that the struggle of faith is not a problem of knowledge. They, they knew about Jesus. It's quite clear. We, we know from, from the text that they knew about what the, the, the prophets and the Psalms had, had, had said about, about him. You, you'll note Jesus' words in verse 25 as he's talking to these followers. He says, why are you so slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken about Christ and how he must suffer? And so in this particular story, at least, coming to faith, the struggle of faith is not a problem of knowledge. But then we also can say that faith is also not the removal of all doubt and uncertainty. And on this point, let's, let's, let's go back to the text. We know that Jesus became known to these two travelers, to Emmaus, while sitting at a table with them. He became known to them in, in, the, in the breaking of, of bread. Uh, sharing, sharing a meal. And, and fresh from this experience in Emmaus, these, these two followers, they take a risk traveling late at night back to Jerusalem where they join Jesus' disciples and others inside a locked room in Jerusalem. And it's now late resurrection day 
night and and they are they are anxious to tell them the news of how they met Jesus but but the others also have news to share as well and they say look guys Jesus has also appeared to Peter so there's a lot there's a lot happening here and and the seesaw of emotion continues as all of a sudden it seems Jesus stands among them and and you'll note Luke comments that they were startled and frightened thinking that they were seeing a ghost a spirit <laughs> and for us who are familiar with the story we can sometimes lose sight of what it must have been like to live this in real time. I mean, I would be startled also if I'm in a locked room and all of a sudden someone I had just buried is standing in front of me. And and notice what Jesus says to them. He says, why are you troubled? And why, why do doubts arise in your hearts? You see, this this journey of faith that that Luke invites us into is not some neatly packaged faith in a box. This is not, you know, plug and play faith. This, this This is a messy journey. This is a journey filled with confusion and misunderstandings and misplaced hope and and it's a journey of fear and doubt and apprehension but friends make no mistake this is also a journey of coming to joyful faith of joyful recognition and so the journey of faith here is not a problem of knowledge and and faith is also not the absence of all doubt and uncertainties so i think we can say this that coming to faith is the choice to believe what we know to be true even in the face of bewilderment. Boy, isn't that true in our current context. It's choosing to believe what we know to be true even in the face of bewilderment. In in, in John's gospel, uh, who's, who's telling this same story, Uh, It it says that they were glad when they saw the Lord. They they were brought to this this joy-filled moment of faith and and recognition that, yeah, this, this is Jesus. This is Jesus alive before them. And so how can this be? The, the, The good news in this story is the reminder that coming to faith is really a gracious work of our loving God. And, and, and I want you to see how Jesus helps bring these, these people from doubt to joyful belief. I mean, you'll, you'll note several things about this entire story that, that Jesus comes to those on the road to Emmaus. That, that he drew near them and as Jesse talked about, he walked with them. He, he enters into the conversation the scripture says that he, he explained to them the, the scriptures. It's Jesus who comes to the table. It's Jesus who breaks the bread and, 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 and gives it to them, Luke says. And now he comes to them while they're in a locked room in Jerusalem amid their trouble and doubt. And, and listen to what he says. He appears to them and, and says, he says, peace to you. 
He says, see my hands and feet. I mean, look, look, everyone, look, look at my wounds. And, and then, and then he says, touch me and see. I, I mean, you, you cannot reach out and, and touch a spirit, Jesus says. And, and, and as you read the text, you know, you, you get the sense that they, they, they so want to believe, but it just seems too good to be true. And I think that's what's behind this um, curious phrase in verse 41. You'll note verse 41 says that while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling. And I think what's behind that statement is that they want to believe, but it's just too good to be true. I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, with the saying, right? Someone has said this to you, I'm sure. You know, if it seems too good to be true, then it is. It's like, it's like when, you're, uh, when you're browsing Facebook and, and you see this post that if you share this and tag someone, that you are going to win a free family vacation to Disney World. That's when this applies. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And so that's, I think, the, 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 they, they want to believe this. They, it, you know, Luke says they're disbelieving for joy and are marveling. They want to believe this, but, 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 it, but it seems to be too good to be true. And so uh, Jesus, Jesus doesn't stop there. He stands before them. He shows them his wounds. He invites them to reach out and touch him. But then he goes a step further, and we have... We have some of my favorite words in the Bible. You know, what, what do you have to eat? <laughs> right? and, I, and, and I gotta say, I, I laughed as I read this this week, this account. And, uh, you know, Jesus is, is, I just picture Jesus standing before them and, you know, he's saying, look, look at my hands, you know, touch me and see. And then, then, then he says, guys, what do, you, what do you have here to eat? You know, give me, give me something to eat. And, and, and as, I, as I read that, I, I was just, you know, picturing Jesus uh, saying this, and I kind of, uh, I kind of switched to my to my English, uh, my my newfie English as I was reading this to myself. You know, boys, what do you got to eat? Come on, boys. You know, what do you got here? Give me something. I, I don't care if it's if it's left over or it needs to be warmed up. You know, what do you have here to eat? And and Luke says they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and and he took it and he and he ate it. And what a beautiful picture Luke has invited us into. Seeing Jesus bring these men and women from anguish and fear and questioning into this experience of joy-filled faith. Joy-filled awe and wonder. This full recognition of Jesus and what he came to do. That his death was necessary. And what a beautiful picture of Jesus dealing with them in ways to bring them to faith. Giving them what they needed to hear and experience 
in order for them to believe. Oh, the gracious work of God in bringing people to faith. Bring your finger here. Look at my hands. Give me something to eat. How much God loves us. How much he desires to save us. How he desires that none of us should be lost in our unbelief. And maybe, maybe you can think of the unique ways that God brought you to faith. Giving you what you needed to hear. What you needed to experience. In order to come to this moment of joy filled faith. Maybe you can reflect upon the unique ways he's, he's dealing with you. Even in this season in renewing your faith. Causing you to see Jesus in a fresh way. But most importantly, maybe I'm speaking to people right now who have been on this journey of faith, this, this progression of recognition. And, and, and you are being brought, maybe in this moment, to saving, joy-filled faith for the first time. And maybe like the people in our text, it is becoming clear to you how God has been working in your life to bring you to this moment, bringing you to a place of faith, opening your life for the first time to, to God's purposes and mission, to this joy-filled repentance and forgiveness of sins, coming to accept with joy that Jesus had to suffer die and be raised for your sins for your new life with God to give you hope I'm going to invite Jesse to come back and, and uh, just lead us in a, in a song and so right now right now God is is working in your life. He has been working. And right now perhaps he's bringing you. To a place of joy filled faith. And so I, I invite you right now. To, to turn from your sin, to turn toward Jesus in joyful celebration of his forgiveness and his new life. This is a journey of faith that we've been brought into. It's, it's a journey of eyes being opened to see Jesus to recognize him for who he is, to recognize his work, to see his plan, to understand the gospel, to experience his grace. And so we are praying for this to happen right now. We're praying for you to come now in this moment, maybe from apprehension and fear and trouble and doubt to right now being brought into this experience of joy-filled faith, of recognizing who Jesus is, that his death was necessary for your salvation. And as I was, you know, just preparing and, and coming to this place in the message, I was just reminded, I began to sing, in fact, this, this song, this, 
Paul Belosh, I think, wrote this a long time ago, and, and it's just this song that says, open the eyes of my heart. And as I was preparing, I just began to sing that. And, you know, God opened the eyes of my heart. And, I, and so we're going we're gonna to sing that right now. I invite you to sing it. And maybe there are some of you who are going to now sing this for the first time in faith, saying, God, open the eyes of my heart. Bring me to a place of, of, of joyful faith and recognition that you are who you said you are. You've come to save me. God, I pray that as we sing this now, that there will be people who will come to joy-filled faith. That there will be people, Lord, who will come to trust in you for their salvation. God, open the eyes of our heart. Open the eyes of the hearts of those who are joining us. Let's sing it together. moment and I want you to pray pray with me if you're right now going to trust in Jesus just you've just sang that and prayed Lord open the eyes of my heart I, I just encourage you right now just to place your trust and your faith in Jesus and I want you to pray with me saying Lord Jesus I turn towards you in faith I, I turn from my sin I seek your forgiveness. I believe you died and rose again. And now I trust in you for salvation. And Lord, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name. If, if you've prayed that, let us know. Reach out to us. We'd like to help you. You can go to our website. There's a tab on the top that says Next Steps. It'll uh, give you some helpful information. But we just pray that you've trusted in Jesus today. That, that there are people who have come to this joyful faith, this joyful recognition of who, of who Jesus is. We're going to uh, end off by sharing in communion together. And so want to just gather around and, and just begin to share the elements with those who are there joining you in this time. And maybe, maybe you're alone today as you share in this time. And I know this is not the most ideal, but I pray that even for you, as you're maybe alone, that by, by, by the power of God's Spirit, you'll just sense the nearness of God and even that you're connected with, with all of, of your Philpot family of believers now as we share in communion together. You know, the, the table is, a, is a, a central thing in Luke's gospel. And uh, again, I was thinking of how these two followers of, of Jesus are at this table in Emmaus and they're They've come to this recognition of who Jesus is. And, 
And, and I, just, I just pray that as we gather around the Lord's table now, that all of us will just come to this fresh awe and wonder at, at the work of Jesus, who Jesus is, as we remind ourselves again of his saving work. And so we're invited today to know Jesus in the breaking of bread and in the drinking of, of wine. And, and so we just invite you now to do that. And so share, share with each other as we, uh, as we come to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The writer says, For I receive from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember his broken body as we eat the bread together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, thank you for your nearness. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes to see you, Lord. The scripture goes on to say, same way he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes let's drink together Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your saving grace. Thank you for your saving grace. May we come to understand the depths of your grace today, Lord. May we all just come to have our faith renewed. Open the eyes of our hearts. Open the eyes of our hearts to see you, to see your work. And Lord, I just pray your blessing upon us all now as we begin another week. And Lord, we're unaware of what this week will bring, but we just enter this week trusting you, replacing our faith in you. We thank you for your nearness. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for how you're moving in our lives, in our families, in our church, God. And I just pray that, that this week that we will all just come to this fresh recognition of who you are. That we will come to see you, Lord, in a fresh way. May this week, Lord, we just, we just
just marvel in a fresh way at the gift of your grace. Yes, Lord, open our eyes. God bless you, everyone. It's been real good to be together. And, um, you know, I just encourage you to take advantage of the opportunities this week to connect with each other. Um, Monday night, you can join an online Bible study, 8 o'clock, and you want to reach out to us for login details. And Wednesday night, we'll gather again for a time of uh, worship and prayer again right here on our YouTube channel. And, and uh, next Sunday again, we'll, we'll gather for worship. And, and there are other opportunities, growth groups that are meeting online. And so just God bless you. We're praying for you. And uh, may, you, uh, may this be a week where you see Jesus more, more deeply, experience him more profoundly. God bless you. Amen.